0: Welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X Wing Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X Wing community. That's right, people just like you doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and today I wanted to uh, kind of dis- uh, continue uh, last week's discussion, uh, and then if there's time, I'll get into some reading some more uh, of the uh, rules for them. But. Um, For those that that didn't pick up uh, last week, I talked about uh, AMG's new rules, um, mainly going to uh, random order after dials, Um, and I, to be honest, I still hadn't fully processed what my feelings were on on the new changes and the upcoming changes, and even some of the changes that they said they're working on but may not... uh, Be announced uh, those being um, bumping and getting an action uh, still maybe a focus or a calculate Um, and something kind of hit me today as I was listening to some of the other podcasts and uh, just kind of the uproar uh, about potential changes um, and road as a whole and How how do I put this? Um, As a community, we suck at predictions um, on what's going to be good and what's going to be bad. Now, that's not always the case. But uh, like the prime example that I think of, and I know there's a couple more that are on the tip of my tongue that I just can't remember. But the big one is uh, when the new Boo Starfighter came out, the N1. What was the big boogeyman in that pack that everyone was scared of? It wasn't Rick. It was Padme Amidala. And everyone talked about how good of an ability that was and how it was going to be a menace. And then we put it on the table and what did we find? Well, when's the last time you saw Padme make a cut list? When's the last time you saw her play it at all? So, basically, what I wanted to to say with that is, you know, maybe take some of the, either the hype or the uh, dissension about these new rules and take them with a grain of salt because, as a history, or historically speaking, as a community, we're just not good at making those predictions. Um, And I think this would be a good opportunity to point out that uh, I believe AMG has demonstrated that they want what's best for X-Wing as a whole. So um, maybe we should give them a little bit more credit on that. Um, in implementing these new rules, bringing about these changes, it might be what's best for the game. And what's best for the game might not be what we're used to or even what we're playing now. And we should be willing to embrace change to... to... Oh, my brain. uh, Embrace change for the betterment of the game. Um, what's what makes this game fun and the reason that we play it is uh, the list construction it is the uh, planning phase setting the dials having this secret that you're keeping from your opponent and then executing those maneuvers like that's what keeps us coming back to the game but there's another part that makes this makes us keep coming back to the game and at least for me uh that part is the community uh, i ex uh gosh the the military part of me is going to come out a little bit so i uh, did a, a pcs change a permanent change of station uh, where i moved from one area of the country to uh, where i am now uh, a few years back and I had been playing X-Wing at the time. And one of the things that helped this current area feel like home for me personally was the game of X-Wing. Now, at the time, I was playing both X-Wing and Magic. And uh, it was the X-Wing community that uh, that kept me around, so to speak. Like, I... I I played Magic. I got out of it because I couldn't financially afford to keep playing both games. Um, But I didn't... It wasn't the Magic events that I kept coming back to the stores for. It was the X-Wings events and the friends that I made from that that helped me feel uh, for lack of a better word, included um, in the local area where I I didn't know anybody, and I didn't have any friends, um, so this is all just me kind of rambling and going back that, you know, maybe we should give AMG a little bit of credit, because um, they might know what's best, and our, you know, anecdotal, you know, one, two, three, four games here and there um, might not be as much as all the data that they're getting. So we should be ready for that. Anyway, just, just my thoughts on it. Um, personally, having had some time to think about it now, I'm excited for what the new changes uh, come to the game and um, excited to... To see how that impacts the game as a whole, even though I may not like them. Like, I'm not a big fan of R.O.A.D. right now. But I also think that I don't have enough games under it, and I haven't fully developed um, the the list-building acumen that I probably need in order to enjoy R.O.A.D. But that doesn't mean that I can't be excited about the changes that AMG is bringing um uh, To the table. So with all of that said, uh, let me go ahead and get back into uh, reading from the rules form. Now this is something that uh, you all could do and maybe you already have done and it makes this podcast seem kind of boring, Um, but I'm not getting a lot of feedback right now. Um, So if this is something that if you want to hear more of my hot takes on things or uh, runs um, in events and things like that, then please let me know, um, uh, so that I can, I can properly, uh, gosh, brain function again, so that I can, uh, bring you content, content that you want to hear. Okay, so, uh, without further ado, um, next question the genius astromech card lets you drop a bomb if you have not already done so however it can be put on chips without bomb card slots is there a bomb it defaults to or does the action just fail uh, answer any ship with genius astromech must also have bombs equipped in order to drop or launch them please note that genius Specifically refers to bombs, so mines or other devices would not function in this content context either. All right, next question, OP. This is about Ved Falso and precision ion engines. OP, referencing how Countess Ryad's ability interacts with interloper turn, can Ved Falso also have a 4K turn dialed in and use his ability to change the maneuver he will perform a 3k and then use precision ion engines to further alter the 3k into a three sang nor's loop uh, answer no unfortunately the timing of precision ion engines is before you execute while ved falso's uh, tie advance x1 is while you execute precision ion engines does not have an opportunity to trigger before VED can alter the maneuver. Uh, continuation. Interesting. VED and Ryan, Ryad's ability have the same timing. Interloper turn and precision ion engines have the same timing wording. And Ryad plus interloper turn was directly called out by Brooks um, as working due to her ability having been written using legacy language. Does that not also worked despite the developer's stated intention. And um, this is, he's referencing the article uh, Designing the Dark Lord of the Sith. Uh, quote, under the image of Tide Defender Elite portion of the article, Countess Riad's ability uses legacy language, uh, quote, while you would execute a maneuver. But the opportunity for her effect to resolve before she executes that maneuver, so the ability works in combination with interloper turn. All right, uh, answer from the follow-up. AMG is adhering to the text as it is written. My original response is the official ruling and also applies to the Countess Ryad tie defender with interloper turn uh, interaction. Thank you for your thorough question and showing your work. Next one, ship or pilot ability and action failure. OP. All the core actions specify how they fail. However, action-based abilities like the Quadrajet's Space Tug Tractor Array doesn't say if they fail if, for example, nobody is in range arc. Here's a specific example I've run into recently. Constable Zuvio has Composure equipped and tries to use his Space Tug action. If the other ship is out of range, no valid target for Space Tug, does Composure activate and grant him a focus action, or does the Space Tug action not actually fail and instead completes with no effect? I assume Zuvio can't back out and take a different action. Thank you. Answer. Yes. If a Quadrajet Transfer Space Tug uses its Space Tug Tractor Array action and cannot choose a ship in its front arc at range 1, The action fails, allowing composure to trigger. Next question. When Deathfire dies, can he launch a device? And if so, in what way? Answer. My apologies. When putting together my initial answer, I got going down the wrong rabbit hole, taking into account the information provided in a prior FAQ using internal and internal review. The answer to your question has been amended. So the answer now is no. After being destroyed, Deathfire cannot launch a device that could not normally be launched. Good to know. All right, next question. CC-10 and R-4 astromech. Pretty self-explanatory, but how does CC-10's ability interact with R-4 astromech? If I dial in a too hard is that considered a blue maneuver and compatible with the blue 2-banks and 2-straight and vice versa? Answer. No. CC-10 abilities checks the the difficulty of maneuver in step 1 of the activation phase after the ship reveals its dial and does not interact with R-4 astromech. Which decreases the difficulty of speed one to two basic maneuvers during step two of the action activation phase. Execute maneuver. From the rules reference R4 Astromech, and the and other effects that alter the difficulty of maneuver of a maneuver such as nine num crew, L337 programming, and Leia Organa Rebel and Resistance crew, apply only during the execute maneuver step. For effects that trigger before a ship executes a maneuver, BP astromech. And for effects that trigger after the ship executes a maneuver, elusive. All right, next question, 10 num and stress. OP, 10 card states, While you perform, while you defend or perform an attack, you may spend one stress token to change all of your focus results to evades or hit results. Can 10 Numb spend a stress token if he hasn't got focus results on his attack or defense dice? Answer. No. A ship can pay a cost for the effect only if the effect can be resolved. Next question. Timing of veteran wing leader and damage redirection. OP. Un- Unlike cards like Selfless and Big Darklighter, Veteran Wingleader and other Wingleader cards do not appear to specify the timing, which would presumably default to dice modification. Does it trigger during the Modify Attack steps? Or is its timing like that of Selfless before the Neutralize Result step? The reason I ask is, it matters quite a lot if you know the Defense Dice role when making the decision. On the wiki, we were discussing it in the context of stealth device, but even without that, you really wouldn't want to know you would really want to know if your defense roll would block out damage before having allies suffer damage. This is also a challenge Ruthless faces. You can hurt a buddy to max out your hits, but the opponent rolls natural evades. By the way, thank you for having this forum. It's wonderful having direct line of communication to ask these questions. Answer, veteran wing leader resolves during the neutralized results step. While this term is often used in combination with multi-step games, effects such as an attack, an action, or a maneuver, although less specific than the other timings, the this term is used to narrow down when the ability is resolved during the round. Additional verbiage is required to identify when exactly the effect is applied. For example, in the context of an attack, if the ability roll if the ability rolls additional attack dice, the ability triggers on during the roll attack dice step. If the ability modifies defense dice, the ability triggers during the modified defense die step. Canceling hit or critical results typically occurs during the neutralized result steps. So this is the proper timing window for veteran wing leader. Next question, non-limited status. OP, hi all, just looking for clarification on non-limited status and huge ships. Do the ship title cards make the huge ships limited? For example, if I have two Sea Rocks, one of them with Merchant 1 title and the other with Insatiable Wart title, are they then limited in, or can abilities such as Drea Renthal's pilot ability work for them? Answer No. Equipping a limited title upgrade card to a non limited pilot does not make the pilot limited. Interesting. Okay. Next question. Malarus and Gideon in the Zai interaction. OP. With the new wording on the Malarus card, if I didn't roll any blank, two eyeballs, and I have a way to add or roll another blank die, Gideon, such as Gideon Huss' ability on the Zai, um, I don't have to take The strain to re-roll that third dice, because Malarus happens before Modify and Gideon during the Modify dice step. Is that correct? Is that what intended? Answer. No. While the erratic text of Commander Malarus in the Xi-class light shuttle means that his pilot ability now happens before the Modify dice step to be as rolling additional die or fewer dies is not a modification. Gideon Hask's pilot ability happens in the roll attack die step 2A. As such, the additional die, if blank, would count towards Commander Mallard's pilot ability. All right, next question. Vader Crew and Nash Wind Rider. OP Darth Vader as crew allows you to choose a ship at range 0-2 at the start of the engagement and have them either remove a green token or suffer all damage. Nash Windrider says that during the engagement phase, after a friendly ship at 0-3 is destroyed, he may spend a charge and have that ship engage if it is not engaged during the system phase already. Since both happen in the engagement phase, can you use Vader's Can you use Vader to destroy a friendly ship and then have Nash allow it to engage immediately? If so, when does the destroyed ship shoot relative to other Initiative 6 or Initiative 7 ships? Answer. Yes, Darth Vader crew permits you to damage a friendly ship. If this destroys the ship and Nash Windrider TIE Interceptor uses his pilot ability, the destroyed ship may engage immediately ahead of any other initiative. Simultaneous fire would only apply to other ships destroyed at the start of the engagement phase. That is interesting. I would have never thought of that. Alright, outmaneuver clarification. OP. The new Crassus-Telerix ruling is below. Um, and the question was, while performing a special attack out of the rear arc, does Crash's pilot ability trigger outmaneuver while using special weapon? And the answer was no. So with that information, if all front arc weapons, when fired from the rear arc, become a rear arc attack, how does that interact with the turret arc fired in the front firing arc? Does this now allow Outmaneuver on the RZ-2 A-wing to be used on the primary turret weapon since it's a front arc attack. The basic ruling in Crassus is that all rear arc shots are rear arc attacks. Does this now? Does this then follow that all front arc shots are front arc attacks? Uh, Answer: No. Outmaneuver never has an opportunity to resolve on the RZ-2 A-Wing's turret attack, turret arcs are distinct from standard arcs, despite the fact that the turret arc indicator points towards one of the ship's four standard arcs. Interesting. All right, ensnare and bombs. OP, hey, regarding the recent ruling on discipline and bombs, does this mean that ensnare also works with bombs? As... And if you are equipped with a snare and tractor, you can transfer the tractor token to another ship at the end of the activation and move that ship into range of a bomb before the bomb explodes. And does it also mean that bomb that bomb explosions are player abilities rather than just game effects for the purpose of the ability coup? And also that Sabine crew can hand out a tractor token to a ship after it suffers the effect from a friendly bomb and move that ship into range of another bomb, which will then also affect it? Answer. Yes, you may employ ensnare to tractor a ship into range of a bomb before it detonates, assuming either that you control both effects or you are first player and thus able to resolve your tractor effect prior to your opponent's bomb detonation. Yes, bomb Detonation are abilities and subject to the rules governing the ability queue. Yes, Sabine crew can tractor a ship suffering the effects of a friendly bomb in due range of a subsequent bomb detonation. Next question. Wounded pilot and linked actions. OP. How does wounded pilot critical damage card interact with link actions? If your ship has a wounded pilot against it, Can you choose to do linked actions in the following way? One, do both actions and get a stress. Two, roll a red die for the first action and receive a stress if the result is a hit or crit. Three, roll a red die for the linked action and receive a stress if the result is a hit or crit. Thanks. Answer, yes. Employ the ability queue to determine the outcome of interactions between wounded pilot and linked actions. Wounded pilot states, after you perform an action, roll when attack dies. On a hit or critical result, gain one stress token. Linked action. After a ship performs an action with an attached linked action, if the player wants to resolve the linked action, it is added to the ability queue. They share the same timing window and both enter the queue. If you want to guarantee successful resolution of a linked action, resolve it first prior to resolving the potential stress of wounded pilot. Note that not all linked actions are red, but if it is, there exists a potential to complete this interaction triple stressed. Ooh, I was not playing it like that, but that's wow. That could that could be dirty. Okay. Ionize Strikers and Reapers. OP. Do ionized strikers and reapers get their pre-dial maneuver? Answer. No. Adaptive ailerons happens before you reveal your dial. Since a ship since an ionized ship does not have a dial assigned to it and skips their revealed dial step, it cannot resolve the remover. Now, actually I'm very curious about this um, and how this new ruling goes along with um, the new rule where you set a dial for an INI ship, so um, that may need to be revisited. Okay, tractor tokens kept from the last round. OP, a friend in my community once asked a question, if he used a pilot ship ability to keep tractor tokens on an enemy ship, not to be removed during the end phase, will it count as become tractored at the start of the planning phase in the next round and therefore he can make the enemy ship boost or barrel roll again. Um, well we are not native speakers of English and the questions like this always occur. I always found I only found the following sentence in the rules reference and quote The first time a ship becomes tractored each round, the player whose effect applied the tractor token chooses one of may choose one of the following effects. Step one, or one, perform a barrel roll using the one-maneuver template, the one-straight-maneuver template. The player applying the effect selects the direction of the barrel roll on the ship's final position. Or, perform a boost action using the one-straight-maneuver template. However, for you guys it may not be a rule question, but a basic wording case that need not further explain. So which is right? Answer. No, you only apply the boost or barrel roll effect from being tractored the first time the ship becomes tractored each round. If a tractored ship does not remove its tractor tokens during the end phase, it remains tractored for the next round and continues to roll one fewer defense dice. However, it cannot become tractored again until after it removes its tractored tokens. Hmm. Alright, uh, next question. This is uh, an older one. Um, killing without taking half points. So I know this is very much an edge case, but is it possible to concussion bomb a defender to death without hurting his shields? At that point, it'd be dead, but still above half points because defenders are weird. Um, do you still officially get half points because the ship is gone? Answer. Answer. No. Each player calculates their score by adding together the total squad point of their opponent's destroyed ships, including upgrade cards and equipped to those, including upgrade cards equipped to those ships. You would only calculate half points on a ship if that ship had not been destroyed and whose health combined total, hull and shields, including modifications to hull or shield cards such as hull upgrade or shield upgrade, has been reduced to half or below. Alright, next question. Colby Sperato, backwards tail slide and contraband cybernetics. OP. Colby Sperato, who has backward tail slide and contraband cybernetics equipped, activates with S foils closed and spins the charge for contraband cybernetics. With his S foils closed, he performs a three straight near a debris cloud. Colby decides to focus into a red boost over the Debris Cloud. He doesn't overlap. He can then gain an evade token, SFOILs closed, after boosting or barrel rolling over an obstacle. If you are not overlapping an obstacle, gain an evade token. Use his ability to open SFOILs, roll for quit damage from the Debris Cloud, and in activation with two stress tokens, one evade token, and one focus token. If he started the activation phase while stressed, would the same result occur, but with three stress tokens, already stressed, com- contraband activated, S foils closed, three straight, focus into red boost, over debris cloud, check for crit, open S foils. Also, would this work would this combination only work for debris cloud versus asteroid or gas clouds? Thank you for your time and effort. Appreciate the work you are putting into these questions. Answer there's a few things happening here. I'll do my best to keep it this clear. Yes, as long as Colby Serato boosted or barrel rolled through the obstacle and is not range zero of the obstacle it once of it once the move is complete, he gains one evade token. Because he performed a boost or barrel roll action, his pilot ability would trigger, allowing him to flip the equ- equipped configuration upgrade card. He would then suffer the effect of overlapping the obstacle in this example he would finish with one evade token one focus token and two stress tokens one from the red boost action and one from overlapping the debris cloud note that contraband cybernetics is not required to achieve this as the evade is gained if he were to begin the round already stressed he could trigger contraband cybernetics and perform the same set of maneuvers, and finish with a total of three stress tokens. And finally, the effects he would suffer would depend on which obstacle Colby moves through. But there is no reason he could not do this through any of the available standard obstacles. Next question. Hopeful color actions. OP. The text of the talent hopeful... Do, do not specify the color of the focus or boost action. Is it considered a white action even if the ship even if the ship have for instance a red boost? Answer: Yes, if the ship is instructed to perform an action, the actions, action is white unless otherwise stated. Next question: must versus heightened perceptions. So both cards replace the, this is OP. So both cards replace the timing of when a pilot engages. But both are used by the same at the same time by opposing players. There's a couple of different interpretations I've seen. One, player order is significant. Whoever goes second wins the battle of when to engage. Two, both have both happen. However, since the pilot is already ganged at PS7, the pilot cannot engage at PS0, thus heightened perception always wins. Answer, the ability queue is used when resolving abilities that trigger during the same timing window. Abilities are resolved from the front of the queue to the back of the queue. As both Torkelmuck's pilot ability and heightened perception trigger at the start of the engagement phase, they would be added to the ability queue in player order with the first player ability going in first, followed by the ability controlled by second player. All right, last question that we'll cover uh, in this episode. And it's on treacherous timing. So OP, what is the timing to use the treacherous talent? Is it during modified device steps, neutralized result steps, or at any point during the attack? Answer, treacherous resolves during neutralized result step. Wow. And uh, I'm not gonna read this again uh, because it's just covering the, the same thing that covers a while, um, and then the note is cancelling hit or critical results typically occurs during the neutral neutralized result step, so this also is the proper timing of Treacherous uh, OP. Just to clarify uh, something about this, what does during the neutralized result step mean exactly in context of player abilities versus game effects? Is treacherous resolved before or after I cancel hit crit results with evade results, or can I choose when to resolve it? This is kind of relevant regarding reinforce effects, say on a fire spray. That's conditional to how many hits remain. Do I get to add the reinforce evade before using treacherous? Answer. Reinforce has to wait until... All results have been canceled to see if the attack would hit and if there is more than one hit or critical result remaining before adding one evade result. Treacherous is resolved before this. Okay. All right. Um, That covers uh, all the questions that I wanted to get through on this episode. Again, let me know if this is something that you find interesting, something I should keep doing, or if I should move on and do something else. Um, just as a note, I'm going to cover real quick. Uh, for for those that didn't know, uh, I competed in the Invitational Only uh, Galaxies Battle for Alderaan over the weekend, and uh, it it went badly for me. Um, I did one four and dropped. Um, I think the and the the squad I flew was uh, a variation of the one that I took to SoCal Open. Um I just changed a few cards around so I could get sense on Kylo. Um, I, I I will tell you that um well, I think the the long and short of it is I'm just not a good loser. Um I'm, I'm, it's something that I'm really trying to work on, um, yeah, I just, I wish I could, I could say more on that, but I just, I think, so there's a quote that my, my parents used to give me, and, and this is because I, I have a temper, um, And my mom used to tell me, you know, um, how a man plays a game tells something of the man's character. How a man loses the game tells everything. And uh, it's something that's constantly stuck with me. And honestly, I think um, the X-Wing community is generally pretty good about this. I know it's something that I need to work on, and I just need to... Uh, work on being a more gracious loser um so anyway um covered quite a quite a bit on this episode uh, hope you've enjoyed it as uh as always um if you want to support this podcast please consider leaving a review however you consume it it really means a lot to me and if you'd like to support this podcast financially, consider joining uh, my Patreon page. You can find me at patreon.com slash saltminesxwing. Um, there is some goodies associated with that. I do uh, token, k- tokens quarterly. Uh, this quarter it will be stress tokens. Those will get sent out uh, at the end of the quarter, which is in December. Uh, as, also as part of uh, uh, being a Patreon, you're entered into the monthly ship giveaway. Um, in which case, I will, uh, give you a, uh, new second edition, um, new inbox second edition ship. I might throw some custom painted ones in there. We'll see. But most of the time, it'll be a new inbox second edition ship. Last month, it was a, uh, a TIE silencer. December, it will be an Ada 2, as I know those are hard to find. That'd be a, uh, a good little Christmas present. Um, I haven't decided what I'm gonna give out this, this month. Um, But it will be a uh, brand new in-the-box ship. So uh, with all that said, um, check out my Patreon uh, so you can see how many of those uh, you might be interested in. Uh, As you know, I like to end every podcast with a question. And I know I covered a lot of different things in this particular podcast. But my question for you for this week is what kind of loser are you? Are you a good loser? A gracious loser? Or are you a bad loser? This is Sailor Joe signing off.